0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Gary Gordon, and I'm the founder and president of What Should I Be? And I happened to um, meet Mark Hummel when I was uh, in New York uh, a couple weeks ago at a Broadway play. And he stood up and turned around and said, hello. And uh, I said, oh, are you the conductor of this show? And he said, yes. And long story short, that's how we're here today. And uh, What Should I Be? is dedicated to helping young people figure out what they want to do with their lives and what they want to be. And um, I thought Mark would be a great example to show what it's like to be a conductor uh, for Broadway shows in New York, and I invited him to come in today and uh, talk to us about how he got there and so forth. So good morning, Mark. How are you? Good
1: morning, Mr. Gordon. What a pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> so um, let me, let's me let start off with um, how did you ever, or did you, when you were young, did you think, I want to be a conductor, or did it start with something else when you were younger?
1: Music was just a part of the fabric of my life because my father was a conductor. Oh. My mother was a singer and a voice teacher. Um, I accompanied my father's choirs in high school and in church, and I accompanied my mother's voice students. And our family with my sister Teresa, um, made recordings and traveled as a singing family in churches. Okay So music was just in the DNA and all four of us are musical.
0: Now uh, from what you said I'm gathering you played the piano is that it sounded like that's what you might have been doing I played the piano and the violin and the tuba
1: and percussion My sister played piano and violin and viola
0: and I during your let's say early uh, early years in school through high school you were doing your music and when you were ready to go, I guess, into continue the music into college. Did you get a degree in music in, in a college?
1: Yes, I actually enjoy making music with others. Okay. So I do not like sitting in a room alone practicing, which I really didn't practice very much the piano. It, it just came to me, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> uh, so my parents... Called Juilliard and said that we wanted they they wanted their son to get a degree in accompanying, which is what it was called back then. And Juilliard didn't have a degree in it. And uh, in my hometown of Los Angeles, the University of Southern California not only had a degree, but you could get your doctor's degree in accompanying at that point. So we just, it was a no-brainer. Oh, all right. So you're staying in LA and you're going to USC. So I got my undergrad degree in a company. Now I hear they call it collaborative piano or something. Okay. Whole other thing. But, um, and now Juilliard does have that degree all the way up through the doctor.
0: Okay. Now, did you stop at a bachelor's? Did you go forward? Did you get a doctorate?
1: The only reason I stopped actually, because I was going on to get my masters at USC and uh, a Broadway musical was being mounted on the Paramount studio lot. And through a string of coincidences, uh, a New York producer called me in my spring of my senior year and said, hey, could you come over and play a backers audition for a musical that we're gonna put on? Well, I didn't know what a backers audition was. I said, sure. And uh, so I went over to Paramount and played for Cheetah Rivera's daughter, um, who was co-starring in the musical. Um, And a series of events just, um, I came, then they said, oh, you're good. Would you come and play auditions? And I said, okay. And then, oh, you're good. Do you want to come and play rehearsals for the musical on the Paramount lot? And I went, hmm, I could go to the beach every day or I could make $500 a week. And um, so I selected the $500 a week. And about two weeks into that, they said, would you like to come to Broadway and be the assistant conductor? Wow. uh, I said, oh, I'm getting a master's degree, or I'm going to Broadway. Oh, I'll go to Broadway. So that's what happened, and I haven't left.
0: So let's, um, if (laughs) you you don't mind, I'd like to find out more about these uh, things that happened that you very brushed over, but you... What, what led up to you getting this position as, like, the piano player backing up people and so forth? In other words, how did that connection come up? Like, did you meet somebody? Did you, was it somebody you knew?
1: No, it was at USC. They have master classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benjamin Britton's partner, Peter Pierce, very well-known tenor, came through our college University and taught a master class, and I was part of it, and someone in the audience who was attending it went, ooh, and uh, he said to the New York producer, randomly, I guess, if you're ever in L.A., you need a piano player, Get call Mark Hummel. Okay. So Barry Brown called me, who was one of the producers of Platinum. Starring Alexis Smith, directed by Joe Layton, and uh, and that's how it happened. Um, As Joe Layton always said, if you are ready um, and prepared, and then the situation presents itself, it will take off. And that seems to have been true for my professional life because I took piano from six years old to twenty two. So this was when I was 21. Um, and it all worked out, and I'm very grateful.
0: But you didn't practice much.
1: But it was oh, I hate, I hate to practice <laughs> that.
0: <laughs>
1: who I, who I, doesn't? I, the good Lord above gave me talent, and I somehow, I very quickly enjoyed the piano. I enjoyed piano players, my mom's prior accompanist's. Um, and my sister took piano for 10 years as well. And she's very musical, but she didn't take to the piano. So there, there is a little bit of just, well, yeah, I like that. And it just, you know, we, we just fit the piano myself and sight reading was easy for me. I don't know why.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so it just happened. What do you think it was? I was of- at New York Philharmonic last night. <laughs> listening to Emmanuel Axe play the Haydn Piano uh, Concerto Number 11, and he started, I don't know names of anything, and he started playing, I went, oh, I played that. <laughs> <laughs> Silly memories. Anyway,
0: go ahead. What do you think it was about your ability when you were over in school playing that caught the attention? Like, what was it that you had that you think that someone else might need to have to, to catch that attention of someone? I have no idea. You have no idea. You don't know what it was about you that he just happened to like. If someone's a good... I don't
1: know. I mean, it was college, so I had already been accompanying... This was a master class, so I was accompanying a singer. And so I was very familiar with that environment. And because I had been doing this for my mom's vocal studio since I was 13... So, I, and I had been accompanying my mom, you know, in church and around the country. So, it was a very familiar, uh, uh, Julie Wilson, who I work with, who's a wonderful cabaret artist, um, said, how did you get so good? Because we just fit, again, this is 10 15 years ago and uh, I said oh I played for my moms too oh you grew up doing this oh okay because singers know when they have an accompanist and when they have a piano player a pianist um, it's a different it's a different thing a- accompanists know how to lift the singer up know to get dial back enter in and just support and and, and as and a singer is very aware of of an accompanist who
0: knows what they're doing, it's a um, cool art form. So, it was probably a lot to do with that you already had some experience and you were versed in that ability. Perhaps, yeah. You know. Okay, so you then you then took that job as a as a backup piano player to the different singers and the performers and so forth, and what, so you just did one after another, and then you went from one role to another, and then finally the opportunity over in Broadway opened up. Now, why do you think, how did you make, or how do you think that transition happened from being a backup piano player? Is that normal? I, I don't know. From being a backup piano player to back up these people to being offered a conductor's position on Broadway?
1: Well, assistant conductors, now they're called associate conductors, but back in the day, um, assistant conductors usually are piano players. They're usually the piano player in the pit, and then when the conductor goes out to watch the show, the assistant gets up and on the podium conducts. So that's sort of a normal progression. Okay. Um, so that that was mine. Um, I was the piano player for the rehearsals and the production. And then they said, do you want to come to New York and be the assistant? I said, sure. And so I did that first. And um, and
0: fortunately, I, my second show I was conducting. Real, oh, so when, mm-hmm. after that show, the next show that you got, you were hired as the conductor.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, it wasn't right away because this show, Platinum with Alexis, closed in six weeks at the Mark Hellinger Theater. Huge flop. And um, and then Alexis said, let's go out on the road with the best little whorehouse in Texas. So I was out on the road for a year with her and the company, wonderful company. And I was the musical director. Um, however, the band was a five-piece band that was on stage and I was at the piano doing head nods. That <laughs> kind of musical director. And then Joe Layton, who can who directed Platinum, called me and said, you are coming back to Broadway to conduct uh, Bring Back Birdie, which was the sequel to Bye Bye Birdie with Cheetah Rivera and Donald O'Connor in the um, Dick Van Dyke role. So that was my, the, the next, that was the stand-up conducting um, first job. Now, yeah. again, it's connections.
0: And again, it's yeah. if you're
1: ready and you're in the right. And you have the right connections. If you're in the right space, people are going to go you, and they want you.
0: Right. So, let's say there's somebody that's out in Minnesota, Kansas, Florida. You know, they're not in L.A. They're not in in New York. You know, um, do they? Would you recommend to someone that they need to get into that space? They need to get into that L.A. or New York area, and do like how do they get noticed? to where they might be able to get offered something well,
1: like that. Well, I wasn't noticed in schools. So, I mean, I would think that people are in education and then they are just seek out the education. I mean, the master classes are offered to you um, in those... Schools, right. ...places, you know. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to take them, but you probably want to because you, those are kind of famous people that you want to be in their surroundings. And then other people come to also watch these people do what they do.
0: So I guess uh, it's education, right? Yeah. So as a conductor, what tell me more about what a conductor does. In other words, what is your position? like? You have all, because I saw all the musicians, which I've seen before when I go to New York, but I see all the musicians down there. But tell me what a conductor is responsible for, what their job is like, and, and that type of thing.
1: The conductor nightly is um, really kind of in charge of the, the, the overall tempo of the show in my view with in tandem with the production stage manager who is calling the show and and giving cues for lights and sets and that so they are responsible for the tempo of the show and maintaining it in the way that it was set up originally in tandem with the conductor, the music director who's, who's going through the eat moment moment of the production for that performance. Um, the job of a cooker is to maintain that high level, that's what I do, um, of performance. So, um, a, a quote that I enjoy every night is opening night, um, which uh, I like to maintain. Um, certainly keeping the, the, um, the level that was initially on opening night, so you're, as a musical director, you're in charge of keeping the vocals of the actors in place, um, the level of the orchestra and their subs. Every player has a sub or five, and, uh, everybody has to rise to the bar that's been
0: set, so... Do you that, that inter- yeah yeah I mean yes thank you very much. Do you interview and hire all the musicians that come in and play under you, or how does that work?
1: Uh, the initially you have a meeting with uh, the music team that is set in place for a um, production, and uh, the in my experience the uh, conductor selects who he would like and who is right for the piece. Um, but you work with the uh, contractor um, the orchestrator Um, they will have opinions about it as well in my view I think the music director is the final um, decision maker because they're the ones who are going to sit there every eight performances a week working with Um, everybody yeah Uh, and I also like to not only put the people together that are the best qualified for the score that you're playing, but also people that will work well together in a pit, because then you're going to make good music because you enjoy each other. And I think that
0: that's also quite important. Okay. If you want to enjoy coming to work. Do you enjoy being a conductor? I do when it's an Alan Menken score. Now explain that. Alan Menken wrote Newsies.
1: Right. Which is what you came to see. Right. And, uh, and Alan Menken is a wonderful, uh, award-winning composer and a, a very good friend of mine. Known each other for a long time. And, uh. Again, it's wanting to, for me, it's wanting to go to work. Well, I would want to go to work if I was conducting one of his scores because I just love his music.
0: Have you ever had to conduct a score or music that you really didn't love? Yeah. and 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 you do it and
1: you go, hmm, I don't really know that I want to do this again. And hopefully you're in a position where you can make those choices. Not everyone is in that position. They have to pay the and so you do jobs that you don't necessarily want to do.
0: Now, do uh, you do you use like an agent to find another job or the next job, or do you rely on someone just happened to come to you? Or how do you get that next position?
1: Um, it was not my experience that an agent or an entertainment lawyer um, gets you work. Um, they may be in a situation where they hear about something and they'll recommend their client, but I don't use them for that purpose. My, my uh, experience has just been uh, word of mouth and, and people call me. And then, if I'm interested, then I say, please call my representative and work out the details.
0: Okay. So. Have you, do you know other conductors? Do I know other uh, conductors? Yeah, yeah, in other words, I'm I'm, sure you do, but I'm just asking if you, if you know other conductors, you know, in New York that do other Broadway plays, because I'm curious of whether or not, if you know, are there situations a little bit different in in maybe how they got there and things like that
1: well, i don't know how necessarily how they got there but once they are there the the situations you you work again with people that you've worked with right um and i would assume it's word
0: of mouth okay so um Do you get to play, like right now, as a conductor, I guess you're also um, doing the rehearsals. Do they still do rehearsals? Because I I apologize for my lack of knowledge, but you're doing a Broadway show, you do so many of them a week. Do they do a lot of practicing, or do they do rehearsals?
1: Most, yes. Every Broadway Broadway show has understudy rehearsals weekly. Um, And every show has their own rehearsal schedule, Uh, but certainly at least one day, perhaps two days during the day, they have rehearsals for the understudies because they have to be ready to go on at a moment's notice. And um, I am involved (laughs) when we have uh, put-ins, when you have a new uh, understudies and then they are rehearsed and then they um, have what is called a put-in rehearsal, which is where you actually do that show but probably just a piano and a drum, not the whole orchestra, and I conduct those. And my associate um, does the rehearsals prior to that. Oh, okay. I do I do some of them, but, but mostly that's handled by my associate.
0: What do you, or what have been some of the challenges... Um, or what are some of the things that maybe you dislike most about being a conductor, if there's anything that you feel that maybe you don't like? Um, what I don't like about it. Yeah, what are the things that you don't like? You can be honest. I don't know
1: that I don't. Know that I, don't I, I, I don't think I don't. I think a challenge Okay. Is, uh, which is something that you have to do is when, um, when a, uh, player is not, um, a sub is not, uh, has not done their work. And, uh, you give them perhaps one more opportunity and it's just not a good fit. Um, you have to tell them, sorry, this isn't working out. Okay. That's, that's unfortunate, but part of the job. And, um, it's and some some musicians go thank god you said that this was so hard for me i'm so glad i'm off the hook um which makes my life easier but others might go oh wait could i try could i, could I? and i go mm, no i let us try and it's not good but thank you <laughs> so that's something that's part of the job that's kind of
0: challenging awkward, okay challenging, yes. okay and what do you what parts of being conductor would you feel are the things that you love most about it
1: well again a wonderful score to conduct
0: right but, um, I, I,
1: I will say that you can't life um, is life and you are not at 100% every day and uh, some performances you go and uh, you begin the show and uh, uh, here we go again and, and what my experience with newsies has been, has been is usually by halfway through, or certainly by the end of the show, I feel better. And um, and you have to realize that you know. You go, and, oh wait a minute! I have to, oh I wasn't feeling so. Oh, it must have been the performance. It must have been the show. It must have been the music. It must have been the, have been the experience. And um, that's a really terrific. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you had the opportunity to to tell someone that might be in high school that was looking at becoming, eventually, they want to eventually become a conductor of a Broadway show, um, what might you want to tell them about being a conductor, you know, I know we've covered a lot of different things, but about being a conductor, what they should do to get there, aside from saying practice 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 um you know what what, inv- words out of my mouth <laughs> what advice would you want to share with them
1: well I, you have to i mean if it if it's what you want to do um you will figure out a way to do it um it, but it has to be your passion um it can't. It can't not. Can't be that. It can't be anything else. You have to want it, and if you have that, you will figure things out to get there. Um, that's been my experience. Whether you're fabulous or whether you're, or whether you're just like okay, but but if you want it, it seems to me human nature will, will will drive you doing the right
0: way I I think. Now I haven't had the opportunity to hear you play piano but I'm gathering that you're very very good because all of these people had heard you you've done a lot of great things and you've backed up people. What was it that made you want to or choose to do what you're doing as a conductor as opposed to following the road of maybe being a performer on stage as a pianist?
1: I still still perform perform, um, as a a pianist uh, uh, and yeah, I, I wear different hats for Newsies. I wear different hats. I have two jobs. I, I am the musical director and the conductor, but I also wrote the dance music for the show, and I've written dance music for many Broadway shows. Um, and that is playing the piano in a rehearsal room with a choreographer and figuring out production numbers and steps and music that go with the steps, and etc. So... Um, what was the question?
0: Um, just why did you, in other words, why did you choose to be a conductor, which is someone who's leading everybody else to perform that whole entire score of music, as opposed to being the piano player, which is what you started out as?
1: Yeah, well, I, I actually, I still do both. Okay.
0: Uh, um,
1: a, um, an assistant of mine uh, from the past has now become a conductor and um he called me a few years back and said would you play the piano for me and i said i don't know what is it and um he said well london and paris in february rufus wainwright and i said uh let me think about it yes so we so we did um so i I I I think think you should, I think you should, it's been my experience, that you you should always ask ask, um, if if people want to do something, because sometimes people get to a level and they go, oh, no, they would never think of doing that, and that's not necessarily true. Ask somebody. They might, sure, I mean, play the piano with a 35-piece orchestra with my friend conducting. I mean, I'm happy for him, I'm happy for me. It's a win-win, you know?
0: Have you ever conducted my dog? Because my dog is very interested in becoming part of this. Oh, absolutely. Betty. Oh my Betty, goodness. Oh, Betty's four months old and she wants to play. I need to give her something to play. Sorry. <laughs> right. Have you ever conducted orchestras outside of the U S?
1: Yeah. I conducted in Russia with uh, Karen acres. Um, uh, I've conducted in Ireland um, for um, recordings, for, for dancing, dancing with, with the, the Stars, stars and, and for, for um, other huge events, events. Um, back in, uh,
0: the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah around. Have the, would you say the musicians in other countries are different, or just very very similar to musicians in the United States or anywhere?
1: Well, music is you know, the universal language. I was apprehensive about conducting in Russia just because of the language barrier and it wasn't at all. I mean we had translators to help us but but you're expressing what you need with your hands if you're good and they follow you and um, I conducted a symphony with Bernadette Peters um, because Bernadette does symphony dates as well as her other personal appearances. And, and I hadn't conducted a symphony, symphony and I certainly went, ooh, that's a challenge and it was probably the easiest gig up, ever. Because um symphonies are really good. <laughs> and um you put your, put your hands up and and,
0: <laughs> and they do and, and you put your hands down, down and, and they stop. Wow.
1: And if you I think you're um, public will understand. Viewing audience, uh, that's not the case uh, with other ensembles. I could put my hands down, thinking like or wave them out, and they just continue to play because they're watching it. And they're not necessarily looking up. And uh, some New Yorkers are very different. That's very funny. And a joy. <laughs> and the rehearsal went very very quickly. We had like all this time at the end. <laughs>
0: Now, in your future, is there you've conducted the Broadway, you conducted Symphonies. Oh, don't forget Johnny Carson, the Tonight Show, that was fun. So you met John you met Johnny? His band. That was fun. You conducted that orchestra? Yep. Very nice. And now how did that come to be? I mean, just somebody knew you, somebody saw you and said, hey, we need yeah, something. No, I was and out on the road with Bernadette, with Bernadette Peters, Peters uh, doing a, a,
1: a summer tour uh, uh, all around the United and States and we got out to LA and, uh, and uh, uh, actually we were going to go to Vegas. and um, uh, uh, oh, I uh to Vegas, Vegas. And, and um, uh, we, we were asked to do the Tonight, tonight Show as, you know, promotion for the uh, concert. concert. We were going to be at the Greek Theater in LA, actually, and then Vegas. And so,
0: yeah, I did that three times over her. So, you conducted the Tonight Show orchestra. No. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, do yeah. you have anything in your future that you want to do that you haven't done yet? That's maybe on the horizon for you. How well, about I'm getting, getting Skype
1: and talking, talking to you? Yeah. That me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we figured that out. You did. Hear. You did great. Um, I knew, knew that, that I wanted to do. do now, um. um
0: no. No. So no. you're you're happy and content and
1: living I am. good. Yeah. Yeah, life is good. All right. And uh, I'm I'm very fortunate that the bone rings. That's great. And uh and I am very appreciative. I'm a one lucky guy.
0: Now is there anything that maybe I did not ask that you think that you'd like to additionally share with someone who was out there? listening and considering this as a possible career for themselves that you might like to tell them?
1: Well, I don't, I, you know, you're, you, you have, have focused, focused on the on the conducting and, and maybe that's, that's the emphasis the of this, this but um, um, I do, I do want, want to raise the bar and the interest, interest level of the, the dance arranger. I think I that um, it, it is a... Um, uh, oh, an art form that is so specific and 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 choreographers choreographers are very aware of that when they have a dancer or when they can hire their dance arranger sort of like like a a singer singer is with an accompanist accompanist. they want that accompanist because they know that makes them work a A dance arranger does does that for a choreographer christopher gatelli won a tony award for his choreography for newsies and i wrote his dance music and he had not had a dance arranger until, until New he, he had worked, worked on, on a lot of Broadway, Broadway shows, shows and off-Broadway shows. And, and then he called and said, I and get to hire a dance arranger. Right. And, and uh, we, uh, we had been friends, friends for 20 years, years but we, we hadn't we worked, worked together, together in, in that, of those, those capacities. capacities. So uh, it's, it's so, um, I'm just, you, you know, know gay dance so. arrangers.
0: Now, when you are a dance ranger, does a, does a dance ranger write the dance arrangements based upon uh, melodies and things out of the score? Right. right okay and that's exactly right
1: you, you do that because, because you have, have to make a it a score. score the score is roger hammerstein the score is um Paul porter uh, um alan mencken uh so you, you are always in service in of lifting, lifting that score up that now you can, can go away from, from it to um assist, assist the choreography, choreography or if it needs a, a, a section that would be Composition really, but perhaps you overlay a little little bit or elongate a line of the of the composer's score with the dance music underneath it, or maybe you just ignore it. But then you return to the to the melody and the score, and people whoa, and it's and it's it's always best when it is uh, in support of the score so that it is indeed a score of that particular composer and you are just enhancing it from the visual that is needed and musically
0: so how often does a conductor in in a normal situation how often does a conductor also get to serve as the arra- the dancer? i'm not sure how often it happens
1: i i think I it happened, happened on 42nd street
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, think I think the conductor, conductor of 42nd, 42nd originally in eighty one, two, three, three somewhere right i believe that happened but i can't be sure um it it's not uh i'm sorry no way back in 62 peter mats who was a wonderful orchestrator he was a dance arranger um he was carol burnett's musical director for 11 years um, TV. Um he was the conductor of No Strings, which I think was uh, Richard Rogers, Diane Carroll, No Strings, um, and he read the dancers for that and was a conductor. So there, there are a few instances,
0: but I don't, I don't know that it's a n- the norm regularly. So in a lot of cases, what you're saying is they'll have a conductor, but then they will actually bring in a separate dance arranger. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah.
1: And, and usually, usually the conductor is the vocal, vocal arranger. That's a normal conductor, conductor
0: and vocal arranger is usually the gig. gig. Oh, okay. That just goes together. So conductor and voc and arranging the vocal arrangements. Right. Wow. That's usually just that's I mean you get paid separately for your vocal arrangements, but
1: but the conductor because the musical director is there in rehearsals and and puts up, you know, the, the
0: I'm glad you brought up the part about the music arranger because, and, and as, as well as the dance, uh, the dance information, because I, I see these as additional, uh, areas that someone who might want to be a conductor might want to also look at trying to develop Yeah, and, and, you know, especially the vocal, the music arranger, you know, uh, the vocal arrangements, um, since you're saying that that goes hand in hand So someone really should try to develop Some sort of experience and knowledge about that If they oh, want conductor. to be a conductor yeah. yes. now, now, at what, when did you um, Did that just come to you at some point? Yeah, okay, you're just natural, I got it Well, no,
1: it was, again, because of my family Because I was um, in church with my dad's choirs In high school with my dad's choirs And then when I went to college I was in, in Chamber Singers wow. And because um, I enjoyed singing, and so I was in the chamber singers, and then the conductor said, "Oh, would you? We were doing classical music, obviously, but maybe we want to do a pop tune as an encore." And he asked me, "Would you arrange?" It? I said, "Sure." So uh, it was. Uh, I had a, um, a Christian contemporary uh, group called the Eleventh Commandment um, that I did all the vocal arrangements for them. Um, and played the piano and sang from 14 to 20. And we went around and, and, and to churches and sang. And, um, so I was very familiar with vocal arranging, just like Water Off a Duck. That's bad.
0: And something like that. I, I totally understand. So uh, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is, the earlier you can begin to immerse yourself in the field that you love, the earl, the better to just get yeah. started, and because even well,
1: though it's like, you, it's like dance, I mean, the people who are who are the longevity dancers are the people who have that technique from a very early young age, right? And they and their technique allows them to dance longer, um, and uh, conversely, I guess you know, as if you study earlier on, you'll it'll just make everything go smoothly more smoothly
0: yeah i I have an odd question for you about being involved in broadway shows and things like this i know like when someone does movies they can get residuals and things like that um can you get residuals at all when you're working in a broadway type of situation is there anything like that yeah yeah really and how, um, how does that work? Like, where do you get them from? Like, when, right they, or... like what? In other um, words, when they sell no, CDs and things?
1: No, you have, no, 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 no. You have a royalty, a weekly royalty as an arranger. Orchestrators do, arrangers do, dance arrangers, vocal arrangers. Um, you have royalties. Um, and you have them for uh, any first-class production ongoing. National tours, or um, I wrote the dance music to Sister Act, and uh, there are numerous country uh, companies of Sister Act um, all over the world. That's great. Uh, So you have royalties from, so yeah, that's just part of the part of it. But if you were
0: just a conductor,
1: the conducting conducting is just you know you're there in service of that show. That's just your salary. Okay. That's you know that's done. Uh,
0: royalty-based. That's just your income, like going to work. And the vocal arranging? Same. That's a royalty, too. That's a royalty, too. Awesome. Okay. I, I just wanted to try to get a whole picture as to where sure. things might play out. Okay. It, was there anything else? Um, I'm glad you brought that stuff up because I think that's um, really interesting because I i never—I didn't realize that that was a role that a conductor also spread out into. So... Um, yeah,
1: I mean each conductor has um, their strengths. Um, again, it's kind of normal that a conductor is the vocal arranger, so that sort of just goes part and parcel with it. Um, but there have been shows where the guy's a conductor and they hire a vocal arranger. Um, I I have seen that. That's a little more rare, but but m- more often the conductor is hired needs vocal arrangers than a dance arrangers hired, um, for it, particularly if it's a, if it's a dance show.
0: And is it possible? I know you said it's most likely that someone who's a pianist would become a, you know, a conductor, but let's say someone played the clarinet or they played the saxophone or or something. Could, could they also eventually work up to being a conductor?
1: Yes, there are assistant conductors on Broadway. One that I know of is a percussionist, two percussionists that are um, assistant. Uh, there's a, a violinist is an assistant conductor. It's just not as normal um, only be, or irregular only because the piano player is in the rehearsal process, in the rehearsal studio and a violinist isn't in the rehearsal studio. Um, So that just makes it a little, huh? You know, um, because it just follows that the person who plays the score, understands the score and has been there since day one, so they would just kind of fall into the assistant or associate role. Um, At least that's been my experience. But yes, there are other uh, people who are non-piano players who are assistant conductors.
0: So if I was playing the violin or, or another instrument and I wanted to become a conductor, if I then started to learn how to play the piano, but maybe I wasn't the best piano player in the world, but I could play the piano, is that good or, or is that really not going to cut it? What's the question? If I was, if, let's say I was a violinist, and I played really well, and I became an, an assistant or associate conductor. Right. But I now wanted to become a conductor, and so I went and I learned how to play the piano. Oh,
1: no, no. If you want to be a
0: conductor, you can be from a violin to a conductor. You can no, do no, you that. You don't, don't have to go through the piano. No. You don't have to go through the piano. Okay, great. All right, well, listen, Mark, I really thank you very much for uh, taking the time and sharing thank your you. story. And uh, hopefully uh, I will see you again in another show.
1: All right. I look forward to it. Thanks so much. All
0: right, Mark. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.